Welcome to Cow Fans, casual fans home for Overwatch League news. We're coming at you from Tampa, Florida in our homes, and this is a popped off production, and I cannot talk. I skipped okay. that. You know what? I'm not editing this. We're keeping this, because Daylight Savings Time sucks! Ugh! I'm Alluramore. I'm, I'm Howler. And you guys just got the most scuffed episode of our podcast, aside from episode zero. It's, um, you know, we already recorded Not Gamer Hours, and it's Daylight Savings Time, Not Gamer Hours, so... It feels awful. I feel terrible. Yeah, today today was awful. I woke up to my alarm, and I was like, why did I do this to myself? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I nailed it yesterday. Nailed it yesterday at the church, got all my stuff done, got in early, mm -hmm. got... Mm, good day. Good day. Today? Yikes. It's Monday. Yep. Anyway, so we had a weekend full of upsets. A weekend yeah. full of upsets. Howler's caster curse is in full effect. Um, yeah. I, yep. Yeah. Do we need to, I mean, There's are only you... half the games I got wrong. Sure. I got both Boston games. I guess so. Yeah. Um. Do we call it a caster curse for people like us? I, I mean, like... They I call it caster curse really from the desk. Is, but, like, yeah, I guess. I don't... I mean, I'm not really a caster, but it's it felt like a curse. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Which meant there were a lot of upsets. That's true. That was nice. That was nice. And we're going to kick off... We're going to kick off by starting against our Mayhem win against the Toronto Defiant. Yeah, so, although I feel like this might not have been an upset, it was definitely surprising in the manner that it happened. Um, Florida slapped Toronto just about as hard as Atlanta had sl slapped them the week before, right? <coughs> um, I think, bless you, most, Thank you. Pe most people, there's a lot of pollen down here in Florida, by the way, I'll probably mm. sneeze too. <laughs> um a lot of people expected Florida and Toronto to be about on the same level. Um, if, in fact, most people were giving Toronto the advantage because with Reinhardt being banned, everyone was expecting more dive, and Toronto was already favoring dive, right? Yeah. Um, so it's supposed to be a tight match, advantage Toronto. And instead, we had a close map one, advantage Toronto. They barely squeaked it out, right? Yep. And then we just kind of stomped them <laughs> after we got done with the fake Overwatch game <clears throat> mode known as Control. Um, <laughs> and we got to play the real game. Yeah. Suddenly we just we, we just kind of killed them. It's uh, It was pretty wild. I was not expecting it to be anywhere near that no. much. Um, Fate showed up and did a good job. Yes, he did. Um... He really looked like a tank who's been playing in the Overwatch League for a while. And, oh wait, Fate is a tank who's been playing in the Overwatch League for a while. So who, yep. who would have thought? I mean, it makes sense. Like, Reinhardt was banned, and Karyon, I think, is just our Ryan one trick for the most part, because Fate's Ryan isn't that good. Right. So, that's 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 why you're able to see Fate in all of the time. Mm -hmm. Um It was interesting to see, especially compared to the rest of the weekend. Um... Toronto played what ended up, I feel like, could safely be said was the meta, right? Dive tanks, your tracer, soldier, 
Yeah. Um, and then like <clears throat> what whatever it was Brigana, um, or Briggs End sometimes. Um, they they played meta, where we did not. Um, and in all the other games, teams that did not try to play the meta against meta teams basically failed pretty hard. Um, without I don't think there's any exception to that. I every team that didn't play the meta did really bad. Um, like Paris in their first game did not look good when right. they tried to use more of the May. So it was, I don't know if that's wow, Florida, that's very impressive that you could just play your style and make it work. Or, or if it's boo Toronto. Oh, Toronto, what's going on? Why can't you make it work against a team that's not playing the right meta, right? Right. Um, I don't know, but it was fun. Yaki was popping off on May pretty hard consistently right-clicking that logic z-boy um in the head when he was on tracer it was it was, it was cool it was yeah. interesting it was it was it really it almost felt like because this was the first game of the first night yes first game of hero pools ever right so you watched it happen and it almost felt like florida has a better read on this meta without these without the right that's what you stuff felt like it. after the first game that's definitely what you felt like and, and then by the as time it, the weekend was over, you didn't feel like that anymore. <laughs> nope. No. Um. It was very interesting. It was very unique. It made me sort of wonder if part of the problem wasn't just that Tor- neither Toronto nor Florida had had opportunities to see how it was going to develop and how to really utilize everything. Right. Right. Because even the second game, those people get a chance to watch Florida play Toronto. They're not under a rock while Florida plays Toronto. Yeah. So. They could have been watching going, oh, yeah, we need to do that with our stuff. Mm-hmm. So so it was interesting, too, just from a grand perspective of the season, because it's starting to feel like Florida is developing a style, and it's very defensive. Yeah. Um, we like to play these slower, more controlled comps. We like to – we're not a team to push our advantage. We're a team to let teams push into us. More so, right? Um, we're usually not the ones pressing W. We've got this much more defensive play style. And it's really okay. just kind of, it's cool to see this start to develop in our team that we have a way we like to play. Because um, I think throughout our history, we've lacked identity outside yeah. of just being awful. Sure. <laughs> I do right? think. Or Saya player popping off. That's, mm-hmm. like, about the only styles we had. Yeah. I do think it's worth noting that um, Toronto was the only team this weekend that I noticed that used Afara. They used it on um, Blizzard World. Yes. and did, I, did you notice any other Farah? I really didn't catch one. Maybe, like, once, like, on Control. Yeah. Like, a team came out with, like, a Farah Sombra or something. Yeah. It, it, um, but I think that was the only time we saw Farah outside of control. I think you're right yeah. on that. And, um, and because of that, I think because of that, that made Florida the only team to legitimately play an Ash in the Overwatch League. Because BQB yes. turned around and said, well, I'm just going to pull out Ash, and I'm yes. going to shoot you out of the sky, and forced and agilities off quick, of that yeah. Farah. Um, <laughs> That was fun. Which was a lot of fun. I mean, that made that game super interesting to go, oh, you can force swaps using the Ash. Huh. Yeah. 
It was, it was interesting. We got to see Ash all weekend. We got to see Soldier 76. Which was a blast. Who? who? We're locking the legs, people. <laughs> oh, the legs. Good times. Oh, man. Oh, so we move on forward. We move on ahead. And, um... And we have upsets throughout the week. And Florida game, like you said, probably shouldn't be considered an upset unless you want to consider yeah. the amount at which they destroyed Toronto to be an upset. Yeah. Um, but Paris generated an upset, and it was quite and the upset. They generated an upset, and they got upset. It right. It was a confusing week to watch Paris, but um, the upset they did, they beat the undefeated Philadelphia Fusion. And... We talked about it on the podcast last week. This match was supposed to be the marquee matchup. It was supposed to be the banger of the weekend. I think it still was, but nobody expected it to go the way it went. Yeah. Because it started, and Paris just made Philadelphia Fusion look like the Boston Uprising. Like, dominated that team. And then yeah. all of a sudden, Philly was like, hey, we're going to, like, dominate you now and like everything just switched and then all of a sudden paris is like getting full held on blizzard world um it was crazy yeah it was a really good match went to the last map of the tiebreaker right yeah um really really fun high level high octane overwatch yeah i think the kind of shift from one team dominating to the other team dominating um no, I don't think that's anybody's favorite way to watch Overwatch. I think people prefer them to be close all the time. But just yes. the fact that Paris spent any time dominating what was the best team in the Overwatch League is yep. really awesome. It's really great. It really speaks to what Hero Pools are doing, which is shaking things down. Um, it does leave me with some questions, right? Because... Yes, for sure. Because now, some of these questions are simply based upon the fact that we... It's our first weekend playing Miracles ever, you know? Yep. Um, the Fusion, they really have never practiced with Miracles before this week. Yep. They they would not... I would not anticipate them having a super understanding of how to deal with it. I just mm -hmm. wouldn't. And um, even with that, it ha you know, with them being randomized, it would be really hard to practice for that outside of knowing what your hero pool is going to be. So, I mean, they ran out with mirrored comps, so I feel like it wasn't that surprising. I think it shows, though, these top teams look a lot more vulnerable when they don't have the ability to refine the meta mm -hmm. as much as they did in the past. Because Philadelphia Fusion only had one style the first five weeks, right? They, right. they played the meta, they never switched off of it, and they looked like the best team at that meta. Right. Um, it really it really suited their play style. It really suited them. Um, and then now they've been forced off of it. And not that they looked like a bad team. They just looked a lot more mortal. Right. Um, and I, I have mixed feelings about it. You know that already, probably. Um, yeah. But I think, I think in general, I understand the entertainment value being added to Overwatch from this hero pool thing. And yeah, so I think it made for an exciting weekend. It did. It did. So we're just going to have to keep watching it and keep being entertained by it, keep seeing what happens. Yeah. But we need to but talk we... about the other upset here because yeah. Paris didn't yeah. just upset the fusion. Paris got upset by the outlaws. Yeah. 
So the day before, what? you thought the Philadelphia match was not going to be a match because Paris just got smoked by the the Houston Outlaws. Just absolutely destroyed. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Um, now, Paris came out playing styles like the Florida Mayhem played, right? Um, a lot more of Nico on the May. Um, they played a more a lot more of a defensive play style. They also played like Boston Uprising, like they liked more Sigma. They weren't necessarily even favoring the Diva. Um, they played some Zarya too, if I remember, which yes. they've made work in previous weeks. They have. Not this time. No. They just um they just kind of got rolled over. 3 out. Houston Outlaws. Yeah. Which if Paris can beat Fusion with great ad- adaptation that's the only thing that like puts an asterisk on this. I feel like is Paris adapted a lot after this loss to Houston, and then right. we're able to bring it to the Philadelphia Fusion. But Paris beats Fusion. Houston Outlaws kill Paris. Are Houston Outlaws the best team in the Overwatch League? Right <laughs> uh. Has it happened? Have we gone from zero to hero? Cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Is that our title? I think we've got our title. From Zero to Hero Pools. Mm, that's it. That's the title of the episode. From Boom. Zero to Hero Pools. <laughs> I need to write that down because I don't really actually watch the episode again <laughs> after we're done. But it was like, it was super shocking. Paris was already looking like the best or second best team. Like they, they beat Atlanta Rain last week, I think is what kind of cemented that, if I'm remembering right. Um, and it looked like it was a competition between Paris and um, Philadelphia and sort of New York to compete for who's the best team in the Overwatch League, or, or at least in the Atlantic League, I should say. I right. think we'll call it the Atlantic League because I don't even want to call it the conference because we don't have two conferences. It's just one conference, <laughs> the Atlantic League. Um, but... It was it was super shocking. Um, Blase, they didn't even play the meta. I feel like too much. Um, they they did play a good a fair amount of Soldier Tracer, but you still got to see like the Blase fist every once in a while. Like they still showed a lot of their own unique colors that they've been showing recently. Yeah, and it continued to look good when they got to play how they wanted to play. Um, Mecco and Jexe are still absolutely cracked. Um, we were watching the pre-show. Um, and they were saying, like, the support with the most final blows this season is Jexay. Like, he's beating all flex supports. Like, Jexay is getting the most kills. Yeah. It's and he's absurd. doing it on the Houston Outlaws. Lucio is crazy. Um, the player with the most eliminations total, I think, is, um, they were saying it's Mecco. Wow. So, yeah. It's, it, the team's actually pretty good. Um, Mecco and Jexay have been playing out of their minds, and now that players like Dante and Blase are actually able to be comfortable, they've been looking really good. Right. Just in time for this week's Hero Pool. Right. So, first off, live drawing of our Hero Pools is backed by popular demand. And yep. let me just tell you, while it is a very entertaining desk segment, it also feels like a huge waste of a desk segment. I, mean, I gotta say. It was entertaining. That's the point of the desk, right? I, 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 I guess, but... I mean, I wasn't watching until I remember that the hero pools were going to be announced, and I tuned in, so it's 
I think it it gives people a reason to watch too. If you had actual commercial breaks where you were making money, which I'm not really convinced they are. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be good for like viewership and advertising funds and stuff. Yeah, the live hero pool drawing presented by State Farm. Is it presented by State Farm? No, but it should be. Yeah, it should be presented by somebody. Yeah, it really should be. Like, insights powered by Intel or some crap. Just give us something. Yeah, we need to, like, get... What's, what's, uh, what is that? I haven't even seen an Omen by store? HP commercial, right? Like, they're the official PC and display of the Overwatch League, and I haven't even seen Are that. Are they still? I'm not even sure. That I'm not sure. Got renewed. I don't know. It seems like we lost that and Toyota. Those are two huge ones. On the yeah. Those are massive. That massive losses but anyway hero pools hero pools so this week we have banned by the miraculous ban hammers of the desk winston overwatch lucio overwatch legs overwatch and sombra overwatch yeah um so one of these going, one of these draws was a waste. Yes, literally the <laughs> fact that McCree exists was enough to ban Soldier Seventy Six out of the meta, right? Like yeah. we didn't we didn't need to do it to the boy this hard. He was no. he was already dead. Yep. <laughs> um, he gone. But otherwise, I feel like hero pools were supposed to uh, promote diversity. Be prepared for the least diverse week of Overwatch we've seen yet. Um, yeah. With 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 Winston and Sombra being banned, like there's no reason we just don't go back to the old meta, right? In fact, we're going to Miami. We're going back to the Florida Mayhem meta, baby. No Lucio, Brig only. Chris's everywhere. Celebrate. It's our time to shine. Florida Mayhem's weekend. Florida Mayhem's meta. Everything's coming up Mayhem. It's going to be big. And no Sombra Winston dive on Assault Maps. like Because no Sombra or Winston, right? Um, yeah. I feel like we're going to see like almost zero diversity. Maybe you see double shield um, sim on some control points like we had been seeing in the past. But I think it's going to almost feel like Hero Pools never happened and maybe be even less diverse <laughs> yeah. than what we had been experiencing. Yeah, and, and that's that's always going to be a possibility when you have a random draw, you know? Yeah. Um, but that was also always a possibility that – not always. That was less of a possibility than it would have been if we had just banned the most picked heroes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, if we just banned the most picked heroes, we would have banned Tracer, Soldier. No, Soldier was not the most. Soldier was not oh, the really? highest. I didn't. I didn't get to see the charts. Soldier was the lowest. It was. It Sombra was one of the two. Sombra and May. It was Sombra and May. Okay. Which which, <clears throat> this week that would have been, been this week that would have been okay. But if we had banned all the top picked last week, May would have already been gone, and then this week May would have definitely come back, and we would have yeah. just wound up with this flip flop meta. If we banned the top, yeah, we would just flip flop from week to week to week. Right. So there has to be 
a little bit of randomization in there, or we're going to wind up just bouncing back and forth forever. And it would just be Diva's banned. Diva's not banned. Diva's banned. Diva's not banned. <clears throat> right. Diva's banned. <laughs> that, that wouldn't help anybody. Nobody would really be God, happy I want a that. Diva banned so bad. I cannot wait until Diva's banned. That's going to be a fun week. That is going to be a great weekend. But that's gonna be fun. <laughs> you don't you don't want Diva just banned every other week. That's gonna that's make flip flops. Yep. yep. So But but for now we, we ended up with a flip flop anyway. So yeah. we're gonna go back to how things were with probably Brigitte. Maybe we see some other support innovation, like maybe you see Baptiste on maps like Havana, like long sightline maps where it's harder to get close to the team and you need to poke. Um maybe. But like it's still with with the shield, uh, I I just feel like you're gonna you're gonna see like mostly Brigana. It's gonna yeah. be mayhem meta. It it should be. This should favor us. Yeah. So that should be a good thing. Speaking Florida of favoring us, next week yeah. Florida is gonna be playing the Paris Eternal and the Boston Uprising. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to discuss Boston. Like free win, yay! Yeah. Okay. Yay. That's that's exciting. Like. We're get we're almost guaranteed a win at our homestand. Mm -hmm. However, if we manage to lose that match, that's going to be the most Florida mayhem thing to ever happen. <laughs> Which either way, if a perfect Florida mayhem homestand, um, <laughs> you can't go wrong. That's true. And then the more interesting match though will be the Paris Eternal match. So this is a big match for our team. Yeah. I think. For sure. um, this is our chance to get back in the conversation because I feel like at best we are considered mid-table at best at best but beating the Paris Eternal is like we're here you know this team just beat the Philadelphia Fusion they beat the Atlanta Reign the top two Atlantic South teams as far as we think maybe Houston Outlaws are there but we won't see houston outlaws play again until like april 7th which is ridiculous absurd um <laughs> so was houston supposed to be in china is that what's happening i i think i think that's what it is yeah yeah um <laughs> so i don't it, it it would be really exciting if we could pull out this win it's it's gonna be tough like on every position they're really really strong right um maybe the only one they can make an argument against is like maybe we're we can equal ben best on the reinhardt yeah i don't love ben best i think his ryan is a lot better than all his other heroes that he played on saturday before they subbed them out for no smite who's much better at like things like winston and stuff right but ben best does have a good ryan but like BQB is going to have his work cut out for him against XE. XE has made fools of the best hit scans in the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either so. It's either going to be a struggling BQB. I foresee it being either a struggling BQB or Saya Player winds up with his crap turned on and we will get Saya Player wrecking XE. I don't think there's any It'd in between. Cool if we get to see Saya. For sure. It really would be cool. Um, and, and hopefully if we do see Saya, he is he's he's turned up and he's he's popping heads because XE is gonna be ready. He's yeah. he's shown that every week. The kid the kid's gonna be ready. Nico's May, I think, is amazing. Yaki's gonna have his work cut out for him. Hanbin is an amazing off tank player. So gargoyles better be prepared for that. 
um hip has been surprising me day after day on his flex support like where was this last year um like a- every position it's gonna be crazy and yeah I- i'm gonna give us the advantage on brigitte we've got crest the og <laughs> chris this is your time carry us the victory oh man oh man i think one of the most important things we really need to remember is paris's best adaptations were from one day to the next so I think that adds a little bit to our advantage here because while we are going to be seeing things that I think we've already seen, yeah. um, I don't think they're going to remain the same. I think the fact that we just spent a week having everybody play different heroes is going to make them a little shaky on the heroes that we were playing two weeks ago. What I could see more happening is maybe not so much the rust part. Um, what I could see Paris doing is having played all these heroes starting to get trying trying to get cute trying to get fancy yeah um coming out with these straps trying to kind of carry over some of the lessons that they learned from hero pools this week and then maybe having that backfire on them well um, i think if anybody can make that really succeed it's going to be paris i also think paris can make that work as well and i, I think um, i think florida can make that work too but i think paris's efforts to do that won't see fruit until the next day just like they did this past weekend yeah, I well, I mean, it depends, right? Like Paris has pulled out the Zarya on King's Row before and stomped great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they have games like against the Houston Outlaws. They pull out the Zarya and they look foolish for it. Um, they're kind of a high risk, high reward team with a lot of these drafts. So it, it's going to be up to us to to be able to shut that down, but considering what we did against toronto playing off meta and being able to shut down more of what they were doing like that was on meta like i feel good about our ability to adapt granted it will be a little more unexpected so it won't play out quite like toronto did but i like our play style i think for those sort of surprises out of paris like our more defensive play style will probably work better because we'll we'll take it slow We'll look for the the holes and whatever they're doing, and then we'll try to exploit that, right? Um, rather than just kind of rushing in and getting getting confused right. and taken over, I think our slower style will benefit us. That's at least what I'm hoping. Um, it should be a great match, though. Hopefully, hopefully we don't get stomped. Right. Um, so I'm <laughs> gonna ask you what your match of the week is. I think I know what it is, but honestly, there's a couple in here that you could be picking. So what's our match of the week, Mister Howler? You know, I actually hadn't considered it yet. I've been very focused on the two Florida games. I, and I, I think you're right. There are a couple in here. I I want to just pick, well, you know, Florida boy, I want I almost just want to pick the Florida-Paris match. But I think if you ignore that one, there are actually a couple. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly feel like every match except the Uprising one has potential to be a very good match. Sure. Um. Like, New York versus Rain could be very good, or New York's just going to stomp, right? Right. Um, London versus Fusion could be good. um, Both of these teams are obsessed with going to map five, so I'm ready for a map seven. (laughs) Um, Or or Fusion's just going to stomp them because they're a tier below. Justice and Defiant have both sort of been struggling, right? Like, they're kind of fighting for who's the worst not Boston team at the Mm. moment. (laughs) 
Um, so that should be hopefully a close match or one of the teams is just going to stomp the other and kind of right define their point. And then maybe even Spitfire versus Rain is close because I still don't really understand where Rain is in the power rankings because they kind of get wrecked by good teams, but they wreck bad teams. So like where actually are they? Yeah. I think a lot of power rankings are really lost right now, just with the yes. way things have gone. You know, the fact that Paris can lose to Houston and beat the Fusion in the same weekend throws a huge wrench in anybody's power rankings. Just that single piece alone, you know, let mm-hmm. alone things like um, Florida's victory against Toronto being so dominant when they thought that they would be closer together. Yep. Um, there's just a lot of things like that that keep adding up and adding up to create this wonderful slash disgusting piece of incapable of making power rank teams. Yeah, it's kind of cool though. Like it feels like for the most part, any other sport. Um, for a long time, Overwatch just felt like the good teams are always good. The bad teams are always bad. And that's kind of it. Um, there feels like a lot more parody and a lot more like week to week. Um, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning's second best team in the NHL can lose to the Detroit Red Wings, right? Um, just, right. just happens. Any team could beat any team any given week, no matter how much they suck. <laughs> um, sometimes you could just, you could just do it. Um, and, and Overwatch is starting to feel a little bit more like that. Like we can just suddenly have these these big upsets. Um, the the top isn't as defined as it once was. Maybe that'll change because there's a good chance that the best teams in the Overwatch League haven't played. There, <laughs> or at it's least possible. haven't played in four weeks, right? Like right. last year's finals was Titan versus San Francisco Shock. Both of those guys aren't playing right now. Um, maybe they will be as dominant as they once were. Um, we've got the Shanghai Dragons laying in wait. They're looking scary. So, yeah. but as far as the Atlantic division goes, maybe it's just because our teams are worse, but it does feel like, like looking at the schedule, as long as you're not the Boston Uprising, any game could be an upset. So it's so hard to pick a game of the week. So I think I'm going to pick Paris versus Florida because it's their homestand and I'm a biased Florida boy, but (laughs) It's it's so hard to pick this week. There's I don't yeah. understand the Spitfire. I don't understand so many teams. This is just it's gonna be good Overwatch. I I hope. Can't can't ask for more than good Overwatch. Yeah. I'm speaking of that. Just just while you mentioned it, um, there is still currently no word on how the Pacific teams are going to make up their games or what's going to happen at all. So no. everybody just keep staying tuned to the Overwatch League's uh news stuff. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and if you're so, dissatisfied with this lack of information, I guess you could always tweet at them. They should be back soon. Right. Um, we don't know how they're going to make up the matches that they missed because the Florida Mayhem homestand basically ends what should have been like stage one, right? This ends the Atlantic North visiting the Atlantic South. Right. We're going to go the week after this one. So week seven We'll go back to interdivisional play for two weeks, and then it'll be Atlantic South visiting um, 
Pacific? Atlantic North. Oh, okay. And then it'll be the Pacific East visiting the Pacific West. So we'll be in the United States in the Pacific Division, provided things don't get crazy with the coronavirus here in two weeks. What is math? It's week six, week seven. It'll be week eight. Right. The end of March is supposed to be a San Francisco shock homestand. And then after that, it's Dallas. It's the still unannounced homestand. How do we have an unannounced homestand still? I understand there's been a lot of things going on, but like, how is that one still unannounced? The Dallas one? Um, no, there's, so there's a San Francisco homestand. There's a Dallas homestand. And then in week 10, there's, there's a homestand where there's no, there's no team You're right. location announced. It's just there. We don't know who it, it looks like. It's supposed to be a Gladiators homestand. Gladiators are the home team, right? And they're the, the last game Saturday every day, Sunday. So it seems like it was supposed to be them, but for whatever reason, they weren't able to host. Like I don't know what's going on there, but it we still don't know what that homestand's going to be. Which is weird. awful. That's awful. Yeah. Um, I understand coronavirus has been happening, so I imagine that'll probably be announced alongside how are we going to make up an entire quarter of the year's worth of games. But it's still there. And then it, you're in LA and then you're back in Dallas. So the Pacific East should exist soon. We should be able to get to see them play a couple weeks from now, by the end of the month. Or no, not the end of the month. The, by April, they should be playing, right. provided United States doesn't have a big virus outbreak and we start shutting down our sports events. Yeah, it seems unlikely, especially since the United States is kind of smarting up to the fact that you just need to wash your hands and you'll probably be just as safe as you are from the flu yeah we'll see we'll see we'll see how that goes um so that's that that's how that's going and super preview today (laughs) yeah man it wasn't even just sort of thought about stuff and then talked about it what a podcast Oh, man. So uh, that's all of our time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thank you to Popped Off for all their support and their help. They allow us to have our podcast hosted on all the podcasting platforms, which is super great. Remember, we are available on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Make sure to follow us on social media for all of the latest episodes, news, and oh, by the way, there's a contest going on. And if you And if you haven't gone to our Twitter account mm-hmm. and seen it, you are yeah. doing something wrong because we are giving away a Florida Mayhem homestand weekend pass. Yes, so both days to the Florida Mayhem homestand, as long as you can get yourself there, you can enter this contest and you have a pretty high percent chance of winning. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Monday or Tuesday before the evening tide, I highly recommend checking it out and and entering because the contest ends tomorrow. Tuesday. We're recording. So Tuesday, March 10th at 8 p.m. That's it. So that time that way you have some time to uh, you know, figure out how to get where there. you're gonna be staying and all that stuff. You need so, you should do this. You should do this. This is good for you. Yeah. It's it's you've got a good shot. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. So that's that. That's all of our time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Big thanks for popped off. I already said all this. Follow us on socials. I'm Alurimore. 
of Valor. And I'm a bad host. We'll see you next week. Oh my god. Bye.